glory, glory, hallelujah. I'm so excited again to be back after an impromptu mid-year break because of a lot of activities. So therefore, I welcome you to another episode of Freshman Minister Digest. Actually, from June, where we received a reply from the prisons, the correction center here in Mina, that the prison has been open for visit because we've been praying for it. We thought that this is part of the ways we can actually reach out to people in different places, not just in the location where we were doing our mission, but then we can reach out to people in the prisons here and also in the orphanage and in different ways. And so immediately that letter came in and I had to take a mid-year break unannounced. So I'm really sorry for that, but I'm back now. And that period we use that to reach out to um, the, the prisons and here in Tunga and also the orphanage called Messiah Work Orphanage with about um, at least more than 100 uh, copies of the Bibles and then we minister to them in different ways and through the word of the Lord and also with food materials and other things to the glory of the Lord and we believe that their life has been refreshed and strengthened and for new souls that have been won to the kingdom we pray that the Holy Spirit will continue to inspire them but also that was a good season that uh, God and uh, Help me to dedicate my uh, album and my book. So uh, the book is out now and the album is out now. I will not use this uh, episode to advertise, but then probably uh, the subsequent ones because we have brief things to discuss uh, from where we stopped last uh, episode. So um, I thought this is a very uh, important topic and then we ought to concentrate and that's why i have to cut the music totally actually that is one of the music from my album you do well to listen to it and for those of you who are aware we have been considering the general topic from the book of esther god's sovereignty and rescue god's sovereignty and rescue and by the special grace of god we are able to see standing firm uh, uh, part one and two, standing firm in a hostile world. And we discovered that, uh, just a quick recap, that uh, Christians are elect exiled. Wherever we find ourselves, we are elect exiled, especially where we have ungodly leaders over our lives. You you see how Christians have been uh, under oppression all through uh, and, uh, the places we have seen in the Bible. But currently in the world, we see uh, uh, Christians, you know, being oppressed in many ways being victimized in embassies, in airports, in the places of work, even in their countries. Uh, and we, we have seen a practical example on how God has given to us books like Esther and Daniel that actually we can travel and then triumph. And this, this thing I just said is um, the team for the Nigerian Air Force Protestant Church Abuja that was invited last weekend to preach. And it's so much fall in line with with this um book and then i just felt like in fact that's the topic i'm going to be using today traveling for triumph you know under the general theme of god's sovereignty and rescue because we have seen already how we can actually stand firm in a hostile world understanding the place that we are that we are not of this world uh yes as much as we're in this world uh we are not of this world we are like elect exile living in this world to establish the purpose of god but while we do that we are awaiting 
waiting for the deliverance and are waiting for the final home that God has prepared for us. So permit me to read uh, the scripture like I told you. That is a writing to do. Always read the scripture before uh, you begin to expound because that is the only authority we have to speak because it is God's word, it is God's message and it had, had to be read first. So permit me to read Esther chapter 4, 12, um, yes, to 16, and then I'll just make a little comment from that, and we're going into actually chapter 5, and through to where God is going to help us stop. I want to always make it brief so that we can listen. And Esther chapter 4, 12 to 16, and they told Mordecai what Esther had said. Then Mordecai told them to reply to Esther, Do not think to yourself that in the king's palace you will escape any more than all the other Jews. For if you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise from the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. And who knows whether you have not come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Then Esther told them to reply to Mordecai, Go and gather all the Jews to be found in Susan, and hold a fast on my behalf, and do not eat or drink for three days, night or day, and I and my young women will also fast as you do. Then I will go to the king, though it is against the law, and if I perish, I perish. The Lord bless the reign of his word in our heart in Jesus' name. Like I said, we're going to be considering this topic this morning, traveling for triumph. We have seen over the span of time through the Bible that actually when God's people are under operation, they are under hardship, they are under captivity. Some of the secrets that they had that they triumph is traveling, is you know, traveling is, is a word that I believe Christians of this days don't want to hear, but actually is a kind of terminology used to show an intense way of prayer, engaging in a, a deliberate effort in doing something, in, in crying, you know, actually because of time. But let me just say quickly what it means. It's actually engaging in an effort, a laborious effort, like a woman in a childbed. So God, who is is all wise God, who is all powerful, who is all knowing, who created the heavens and the earth, asks his people to pray at all times. You know, he could give us other weapons, but the weapons he chose to give to us is a weapon of his word, is a weapon of prayer, is a weapon through the power of the Holy Spirit. So when we have his word and pray through the power of the Holy Spirit, things happen, situation change. Yeah, you will do well if you are just joining us to listen to the previous episode to understand that we are at a time like this because of part of the prophecy of the end time, but also because of the rebellion of God's people. Generally, I say because of the sin of the world, because it is sin that brings chaos. It is sins that bring captivity. It is sin that brings all kinds of challenges. So as God's people, this book of Esther and Daniel and other books is just to prepare our heart to see actually that there is a deliverer that is coming. There is a deliverer that God always send for his children. So it gives us hope as Christians to see that actually when we stand in the place that God has placed us, then we will triumph in that situation. But the, the ultimate is, you will see from where we read, you understand that 
And God is preparing their heart to always look up to him, even in exile, look up to him, even in hostility. You know, many times Christians that found themselves in the place of authority uh, always relax in that place. They feel like they have gotten a place of escape. May I say to you, especially Nigerians, wherever you are, whether in the UK, wherever you are, you need to understand that God needs you to stand. The reason why you are in the place you are today is for the reason to stand and to speak. And that's why Mordecai said to Esther, whether you are in the palace for such a time like this. But if you refuse to say anything, I'm scared when I hear that. If you refuse to say or do anything, deliverance will arise from another place. But you and your family will perish. You may wonder, oh, I've escaped to another country. But God forbid, calamity may catch up with you in different ways. It's not a cause, it's nothing negative, but I don't know why Mordecai said it, but it is true that God put us in the place that we are so that we can stand and intercede. So today I'm going to see, say some few things. Um, what has prompted to all these things? Number one, it is because of obeying the covenant of God. This whole scenario started by somebody called Mordecai who refused to bow. We need to understand that Mordecai actually was a Jew, and Jews people and Jew are not allowed to bow down to anything. So I believe that as a covenant person, he understands the covenant even in exile that he shouldn't bow down to anybody or to any idol. People sometimes begin to wonder why wouldn't Mordecai bow? Simply just bow and obey the authority. The big question I want to ask you is that. As much as the Bible instructed us to obey the authority of the land, does that mean that we should obey even when it's against our faith? So Mordecai refused to bow even when his life was in danger. He refused to bow even when his whole people were in danger. He chose to stand for the covenant. That's the question I want to ask you. You big man, you big woman in that office, have you compromised? Have you bowed because you want to save your head? Have you bowed because you want to still maintain good relationship with the boss in your office, with the people around you? I, I see many times people just keep silent. They don't even want to mention the name of Christ. Maybe like the book of Esther, where God's name is not mentioned, where God's name has been relegated to the background. But has your attitude shown that you are a child of God? Has your behavior shown that you are standing for something unique? When they bring bribe, do you stand firm? When they do all kinds of things so that you get promotion, do you really show the difference? My brothers and sisters, may I challenge you today? choose to show the difference. You may be going through a long road to wait for your promotion because you refuse to bow. May I say to you, child of God, for every destiny child, for every covenant child, we may not get to our destiny through a shortcut, but the good news is that in the end, if we keep standing according to the covenant, we will reach to our promised land, we will reach to our potential, we will reach what God has planned for us. Some of us are suffering today, uh, and we don't even consider the suffering as long as we're in a location where people thought we shouldn't be. But we believe that God is taking us through the wilderness, but eventually He will take us into the promised land. So, therefore, stand firm, and God will meet you at the very point of your need in the name of Jesus. Number two is a kind of emphasis to one of the points I made last week. is standing firm in prayer and fasting now let me use the topic we ought to travel 
in prayer and fasting. It's not an easy thing to fast, brothers. It's not an easy thing to fast, sisters. But Esther, the queen who was in palace, actually sent message to Mordecai and said to him to tell all the Jews in Susan to fast for three days, day and night. When I heard that, I was like, wow. Now, this one they call marathon. At least it starts from three days. The <laughs> first day is not usually easy if you have tried that before. First day, maybe sometimes for some people, second day. But if you get to third day, actually, that's when it begins to get better. But to fast is not easy. Have you ever skipped your breakfast before? Have you ever skipped your lunch before? How do you feel? But this is not just about skipping of breakfast or lunch, but this is fasting, deliberate, waiting upon God. Though God's name was not even mentioned, but as covenant people of God, they were fasting in hope to the invisible God who answered prayer. They believe in the weapon of prayer and fasting, and they know there is a God in heaven who will hear them. And day and night, for three days, they went without food. But the good news is that Esther did not only ask the people to fast for her, but also, though she was in the palace, she and the young women in the palace also fasted for three days. And when they did, the next thing we're going to see in chapter 5 upward is that Esther took the bold step to make a demand. That is number 3. She took a bold step to fearlessly approach the throne, to approach the courtyard that no one is supposed to approach until he's been invited. Brothers and sisters, many times Christians, we, we, we tend to be like cow, uh, cow, uh, cowards. We, we are afraid to speak. We are afraid to make. Uh, we don't want to rock the boat. I see people in authority say, just leave it. Uh, you know, just, no, sir. No, ma. The truth is that we, we are not going to disobey or break every, any law, but we are going to stand firm in making demands for what ought to be done. It is justice. You know, but the passage for last week and actually um, in the Nigerian Air Force Base was uh, Luke is it Luke uh, 18? Yes, Luke 18, where Jesus said, To this end, men ought always to pray and not to faint. And actually, Jesus told us a story of a widow who who who, who was in a city that, 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 that has a judge who neither fear God nor regards man. But just imagine now, and this woman was a widow. Uh, she had to approach this judge that does not fear God nor regard man. Understand this qualification this man neither fear god nor regard man that means the man must be a terrible person to approach but this widow though she's a widow helpless hopeless and whatever condition she actually went fearlessly to approach this wicked in fact the bible call him unrighteous judge she, she didn't just go once you know sometimes we just go and say i went he didn't say anything she kept coming to the point that this fearless judge began to fear her See, when you stand in the place of prayer, being consistent, the things that you thought that have been feared by men will begin to fear you. The, the unjust judge began to fear this woman and say, it's better I give her justice because if I don't give her justice, she will wear me out. This is a man who neither feared God, nor regards man, but he began to be afraid of the widow. I, I feel like preaching this morning. I wanted to teach, but man, I want to preach. So I need you to understand that. Until we stand in the place of prayer, traveling, we may not be able to triumph. We need to travel, then we get the boldness that we need. Why Christians are fearful everywhere, are being cowards everywhere, is because we don't pray. It's because we just want to live a comfortable life. But I think we're deceiving ourselves. How do you want to live a comfortable life in the in the in the in the country where there is chaos, there are killings everywhere? How do you even sleep at night? Where, where are you not seeing the videos? Are you not seeing the video clips on how? 
people's head has been be, have been beheaded, how the gospel is being stopped, churches have been closed down in the in the rural area. How do you even sleep? How do you even eat comfortable? There is no peace anywhere. Sometimes, you know, relative peace here and there, but we ought to stand. Let me say to you, even if you're in a country where it's peaceful, I understand that this podcast is being listened by many people from more than 12 countries. I see the flag, I see this, and thank you so much, but you may not be in a country like Nigeria, but even if your country seems relatively peaceful, we are in the end times where Jesus will soon return and we ought to stand in the place of prayer, making demand for justice. Jesus gave that parable so that we can demand for justice in the place of prayer. But Jesus was doing that in a subtle way that while we are praying, he's teaching us to be persistent in prayer, but he's showing us a picture of a woman who didn't only just pray, but she kept taking action. Sometimes we only pray and we don't take action. The good news is that when we pray, the last thing is that deliverance will arise. We're going to see next week that actually God made that providence and Esther got a favor. He got made that providence and there was a big reversal. We're going to see that next week, but I'm going to uh, be closing this morning with this um, reading from Job chapter 22. We so much love to quote this passage because it sounds sweet, Job 22 verse 28. But before you quote 28, can you start reading at least from verse 21? I'm going to read that as we pray. Job 22 from 21 to 28. Surrender to God, all-powerful, you will find peace and prosperity. Listen to his teachings and take them to heart. If you return to God and turn from sin, all will go well for you. So get rid of your fine goal as though it were sand. Let God, all-powerful, be your silver and gold, and you will find happiness. Be worshipping him. God will answer your prayers, and you will keep the promise and you will keep the promises you made to him. Now listen, he will do whatever you ask and life will be bright. That is where we always quote, you know, I read a simple version and the good news by, by version, but that is where we love to quote and you shall decree a thing and it shall be established for you without prayers. Nothing will be established without following this instruction. It is only when we seek the face of God and worship him and pray, then we will decree it in, then it shall be established for us. The Lord will help us to understand the principles that he has laid down for us to triumph. And as we follow that, victory will be sure. Now, we will record victories here and there, but the ultimate is looking up to Jesus, a mighty deliverer, who will soon return with the voice of an archangel, and then he will grant us a deliverance that we need, number one, deliverance from sin and deliver from both our physical and spiritual enemies, and we shall rejoice. We are going to see all kinds of beautiful things later, and the Lord will bless us in Jesus' name. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your faithfulness. Thank you for all you have done. Thank you for all you will do, and thank you for your people as we continue to stand with you, and for your kingdom sake, victory, triumph is sure in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you for your time. And please, you do well to share this podcast with your family, with your friends. This is one of the ways you can actually reach out to other people. And the Lord will continue to richly bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. See you next week.